Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Danny Mack in for Michelle, Randy Carricker, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Time for our weekly visit with the one and only Mike Claiborne, who joins us on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I am doing well. Um, trying to survive the winter uh, here in Florida. It was 38 <laughs> degrees the other day. Oh, my. But now it's warming up, though. It's warming up. Uh, Mike, you're going to miss out on 12 to 18 inches of snow here in St. Louis. Well, I heard about it, and uh, I wish everybody there the best. Uh, we'll get through it. But, you know, with the weather people today, we might get a dusting before it's all good. <laughs> You're exactly right. I mean, they, they, you know, they put everybody in panic mode. I am convinced that they have some sort of kickback with Dan's friendliest store in town, uh, his his friends. The ones at Schnucks? On all the bread and milk that they sell, thanks to what these guys say. Well, just make sure you're socially distanced if you go in there. I make that announcement <laughs> about every 15 minutes. I go into every store and do that live. You don't sound you know, like you're got, only concerned about uh, us here in St. Louis, Mike. I'll be honest. I am concerned, man. I, I really am. No, you're not. I really not. am concerned, but it's nothing I can do about it. You're not concerned. <laughs> just admit, you know what? The, we, the one thing we expect is a lot of truthfulness from you. Yeah. Uh, a lot of truthful statements, uh, a caring nature. And I'm I'm not getting any of that from you down in Florida as we expect a foot of snow. You know what? Now that I think about it, Dan, you're right. I Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Clebs. <laughs> hey, uh, Clebs, uh, Tom Brady making the announcement official this morning that he is. Well, isn't it good that he made the announcement instead of everybody else? Sources yeah. have confirmed. Yeah. And you by know, the way, Jeff, I got to tell you something. Go ahead. That really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I, I think for all that Brady has done for sports, not just the NFL, it, it, shouldn't he be entitled to do it on his terms compared yes. to having every, you know, guy and girl who wants to be first? I mean, this is one of the few guys in our lifetime that we certainly have come to appreciate what he does on and off the field. And let him do it his way. That That's fine. For, for everybody else to run. And I'm sure Schefter and these other jokers will come out today and say, see, I told you. Told you he was going to retire. Mm-hmm. If you knew crap. about it, you would have broken it, Mike, because you're yeah, truthful. You're truthful. No, I, you know what? Here's the deal. I think that people <laughs> like that deserve that opportunity to do it on their terms. I agree. I, I happen to agree with that. Actually, I agree with any of these, uh, any player that wants to do it on their terms. No matter what they, if they want to come out and retire, let them do it. And you know what's interesting yeah. about this specific situation is that Brady's inner circle has historically been talked about as being so tight, you wonder who gave it up. And Darlington yeah. obviously has good sources within the Brady inner circle because Darlington's the one that said he was leaving New England, that he wasn't coming back to New England. So somebody there likes to talk. Yeah, there's always one person that that, that slips up or whatever and gives it up, but <clears throat> I'm glad it's over. I wish him the best. I can't wait to see what his next venture will be. I, uh, I, I thought you would be the perfect person to ask about this. So Randy and I have had a lot of fun 
and listeners have been chiming in with their so with Brady's retirement we we started this at the top of the show at seven and then the, the news broke officially about a half hour ago we were going with our Mount Rushmore of sports of the four major sports NHL MLB and NBA and NFL and then you could have like your wild card individual that you wanted that was dominant or whoever you thought was a great athlete best way to describe could be it an individual anybody. or from team sports if you wanted to have a second NFL or MLB player you could so I know you love so what you're saying is Kobayashi could be included right. in this yes. for all the hot dogs now Joey okay. Chestnut how, how you can pick Kobayashi Joey when Chestnut. Joey Chestnut yeah. exists but Kobayashi had a hell of a run I he mean did. in his prime he was amazing yeah um, he was some sort of guy. He really no was the way he trained. Um, that regiment was incredible. So if if we're going NHL, who are you going with the greatest? Bobby Orr. MLB. Willie Mays. NBA. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. NFL. Jim Brown. Those are all good. And if yep. you had one wild card, who do you have? Tiger. That's who Randy went with. Yeah, he's my wild card, too. Is he the Tiger or Ali? One of those two. And, Klaibs, over the years, you've been steadfast about Bobby Orr. Why Bobby Orr over Wayne Gretzky? Because Orr controlled all three zones anytime he stepped on the ice. Uh, he took the game to a level that we still haven't seen guys catch up. Paul Coffey was really good. And he got he got close to some numbers, but Bobby Orr, you know, changed the way the game was played. Where he just had a, a stay-at-home defenseman. He jumped up in the play. He controlled the game uh, anytime he was on the ice. And I'm not taking anything away from Wayne Gretzky or Mario Lemieux or Gordy Howe, but from when you think about his skating ability, his hockey sense that he had that sixth sense that he had, uh, his ability to score, and he played in a very tough era. Uh, he, he's my guy. Klaibs, two things about Bobby Orr. Number one, when the Norris Trophy was awarded to the best defenseman, the guy who played defense, he won it eight times. And the other part about Bobby Orr is that he set the all-time record for points by a defenseman. In 68-69, he had 64 points. The next year, he had 120. And then years of 139, 117, 101, 122, 135. As a defenseman, he led the NHL in scoring in 74-75 with 135 points. And we'll never see another defenseman lead the league in scoring. No. It'll never happen again. And and I don't know how many defensemen we've actually had that have scored over 100 points. No, I don't think he will. Back, Paul Coffey is probably a guy, and maybe maybe Doug Wilson. Uh, but, you know, after that, all the other guys that we've seen, they, they don't get close to 100 points. I mean, they may be very good, and, and there's some really good defensemen that have played after Bobby Orr. But when it comes to his offense, and this is before they did plus-minus. Um, I know that there have been some people who tried to do the plus-minus, you know, for him. And I know one person had him, he was like plus 110 at one point in one season. So, I mean, I'm going to stay with him. But the other ones certainly, they may not be on the mountain, but they're on the next hill over for sure. And by the way, Klaibs, we should point out to people driving around, we're talking about the greatness of Bobby Orr. And he only played 24 games with the Blackhawks. But that Blackhawks shortened career because of his bad knees almost happened here in St. Louis. He almost became a blue as a free agent. You're right. And if it wasn't for Alan Eagleson, who was his agent, who misled Bobby Orr uh, because he had cut a side deal with Bill Wirtz, well, Bobby Orr could have ended up in St. Louis. Now, the knees gave out on him, and I don't know how that would have turned out here. But 
you know, his agent uh, lied to him and, and, you know, had had another side deal that he got a kickback from Bill Wirtz at the time, and that's how he ended up in Chicago. I'm curious, uh, Claves. I'm going to assume that down in Florida you are near the Jupiter area. Are you not? That is correct, sir. Do you see anybody, uh, you, know, you know, you drive by the complex, you see anybody mulling around over there? Well, you know what, there are some minor league guys that go in to do something, I guess, um, but I haven't seen a lot of activity. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's very quiet. Now, on the other side of the Marlins, they got a big shindig going on over there. I is mean, their right? parking lot is really full. You know, the, the Cubs so, did something like that, too. The Cubs brought in a lot of their minor league guys and did like a, a full – I don't know how many weeks it was, but basically just workouts with the minor league guys, which at this point in the CBA, you're allowed to do. Yeah. No, the Marlins lot is full. I would say uh, the Cardinals lot probably has 15, 20 cars on it. Um, And I'm sure that they're trying to be productive. They're all minor leaguers, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's quiet overall here. Uh, Artie Graw, I think, is coming up in a week or so, so it'll get crowded for that. But other than that, uh, we're just kind of waiting around on everybody else to get it done. You know, as you know, um, a lot of major league players are making their full-time residence, or at least off-season residence, but their homes in that Jupiter-West Palm area. And as this thing drags on, I could see some of these players getting together and doing their own workouts and going on some type of field. I, I know that when they were getting ready during the, the season of 2020, when everything was shut down for a while, I mean, if you were walking the dog, you, you might take a look at, uh, you know, being down at Francis Park and all of a sudden there was Max Scherzer and, you know, a bunch of different players that you might recognize on a major league field starting to get together and do an inner squad and that kind of thing just to to stay sharp in any way they can. I, and I, I would assume that that may start happening down there too. I, you know, I think you make a good point, Dan. I think at some point that body clock will tell them I need to go play catch and do something with somebody uh, at that time of the year. And it'll be funny because they won't be in any major league attire. So to see a bunch of grown men out there playing right. catch and hitting balls 500 feet, you know, if you're just going down the street, you know, boy, that looks like a pretty good pickup team over there. You know, yeah, I thought they'd be playing softball. But, you know, there's some guys that I've seen in the gym um, that I go to that are working out. And, you know, I, I think they have to stay on course and, and just stay ready for whenever this thing is over with. Well, when you have eyes, you know, on the scene like you do, just go to the parking lot and then you'll be able to tell if it's just a bunch of grown-ups getting together to play some pickup or if it's some major league guys. Just just check out the so, cars. So what you're saying is if there's a bunch of soccer mom vans out there, I shouldn't <laughs> right. worry about those guys. Exactly. Huh? Don't worry about those guys. Bentleys or Maseratis out there, and I know I'm in the right place. Exactly. <laughs> and one thing about the minor leaguers showing up, the guys that aren't on the 40-man, Oliver Marmol and the staff will get an opportunity to get some eyes on some guys that they ordinarily wouldn't see a lot of. And those guys will get the advantage of having being taught by the major league staff. I I agree, Randy. I think that uh, it's a great opportunity for minor leaguers to, you know, really get involved and get acclimated to what a big league climate might be like. And as you mentioned, uh, if some of the coaches are here, or Ollie's here, they may be able to give them some, a little bit more attention and, and circle their name when, when camp does start. 
to keep an eye on this guy. And I think you're going to see somebody that's going to take advantage of this situation and find himself on a big league roster before it's all said and done. And I, I think that's the way that you have to look at it. You know, for instance, if you were around last year, which you were, I was here doing the games remotely and you were down there. But if you go on the backfields, which was limited for media, but you talk to some of the Cardinal personnel, and that's where Lars Newtbar really made a name. You know, he he was taking the extra ABs, and they needed a body, or they needed an, it, there was an inter squad game going on. So it may not have been the game that we all were watching, um, whether it was on television or listening on radio, or you know, be, being there to cover the the, the spring training action. But um, it's on those backfields, man, where sometimes guys make that impression, and it could be a play and a bat, whatever, and they say. That could be a guy that we call up in April or, or May, and and that's how it gets done, and that's the beauty of spring training. It, it is, and, you know, I think if you're a guy today, you don't give away at bats. I don't care what field you're on, and carry at least two gloves in your bag because you never know where you may end up. And I always go back to, to Paul DeYoung, where we always sure. saw him as a third baseman in, in spring training. And all of a sudden he shows up. Was that San Diego or Atlanta? Colorado. Uh, his, Colorado, yeah. Uh, Colorado. And the next thing you know, he's playing shortstop. And I don't think he's ever played a position since then, since he's been in St. Louis. That's right. Our new producer, Matt Rocchio, said that uh, he wasn't going to come to 101 ESPN. He wasn't going to join the show unless he was still allowed to do ClabesOnline.com. Uh, and he, he still does Billiken previews with Rammer, which is great. And I know you guys got a lot going on at Klaibs Online. Well, we do, uh, and, and I got to tell you, Matt Rocchio has as much basketball knowledge as anybody that I've talked to under the age of 30. Um, he really knows his stuff. He follows the game. He and Rammer do a phenomenal job with that, uh, with the two-man game because they go college and the NBA, uh, and it won't be long before they'll be doing high school, I would think. But, yeah, it's fun for him. Uh, we're going to do. We're going to step up and talk a little bit more hockey now that the NHL is shut down, basically, or the Blues are down for a little bit. And uh, huddle up with Howard. We'll kind of set up things as far as the Super Bowl and, and where some of these coaches are going to end up. You know, I think as far as the NFL is concerned with the coaching carousel, you know, one thing, you know, we talk about is Eric Bieniemy or Brian Leftwich or Brian Flores going to get a job. But the other thing I think is even more intriguing is how are these coaches putting staffs together to make sure that these guys connect with the quarterback, connect with the receivers and the defense that he's going to be given the coach. A lot of moving parts as far as how coaching staffs are put together in the NFL and certainly we saw at the college level. Klaibs, great stuff. Enjoy your time on the golf course down there. All right, fellas, good talking to you. We'll do it soon. You're the best. See you later. That is the great Mike Claiborne joining us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.